Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 73. This week we're going to read from the book of Daniel, chapters 1 through 9. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We pray that we would understand that you rule in the kingdoms of men. You are still the king of all kings, and that your word goes. We cannot exalt ourselves above you, no matter how many people are on our side. We pray that we would join your side. We know that you will win. We know that you are the best king. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Daniel, chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with part of the vessels of the house of God. And he carried them into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. He brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. The king spoke to Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring in some of the children of Israel, even of the royal offspring and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom, and endowed with knowledge, and understanding science, and who had the ability to stand in the king's palace, and that he should teach them the learning and the language of the Chaldeans. The king appointed for them a daily portion of the king's dainties, and of the wine which he drank, and that they should be nourished three years, that at its end they should stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The prince of the eunuchs gave names to them, to Daniel he gave the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's dainties, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had made Daniel find kindness and compassion in the sight of the prince of the eunuchs. The prince of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse looking than the youths who are of your own age? Then you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the prince of the eunuchs had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants, I beg you, ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our faces be examined before you, and the face of the youths who eat of the king's dainties, and as you see, deal with your servants. So he listened to them in this matter, and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days their faces appeared fairer, and they were fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate of the king's dainties. So the steward took away their dainties, and the wine which they would drink, and gave them vegetables. Now as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the days which the king had appointed for bringing them in, the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and among them all was found no one like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, in every matter of wisdom and understanding, concerning which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters who were in all his realm. Daniel continued, even to the first year of King Cyrus. Chapter 2 In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, 
and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep went from him. Then the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be called to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. The king said to them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in the Syrian language, O king, live forever! Tell your servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered the Chaldeans, The thing has gone from me. If you don't make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be cut in pieces, and your houses will be, and your houses will be made a dunghill. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you will receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. They answered the second time and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered, I know of a certainty that you are trying to gain time, because you see that the thing has gone from me. But if you don't make known to me the dream, there is but one law for you, for you have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me, until the situation changes. Therefore tell me the dream, and I will know that you can show me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man on the earth who can show the king's matter. Because no king, lord, or ruler has asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or Chaldean. It is a rare thing that the king requires, and there is no other who can show it before the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious, and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and the wise men were to be slain. They sought Daniel and his companions to be slain. Then Daniel returned answer with counsel and prudence to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so urgent from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would appoint him a time, and he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his companions would not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the time and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, you God of my fathers, who have given me wisdom and might, and have made known to me what we desired of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went into Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said this to him, don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste, and said to him, I have found a man of the children of the captivity of Judah, who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded can't be shown to the king by wise men, enchanters, magicians, or soothsayers. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream 
and the visions of your head on your bed are these. As for you, O king, your thoughts came on your bed. What should happen hereafter? And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will happen. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have, more than any living, but to the intent that the interpretation may be known to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, saw, and behold, a great image. This image, which was mighty and whose brightness was excellent, stood before you, and its appearance was terrifying. As for this image, its head was of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet part of iron and part of clay. You saw until a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet that were of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken in pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no place was found for them. The stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream, and we will tell its interpretation before the king. You, O king, are king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the glory. Wherever the children of men dwell, he has given the animals of the field and the birds of the sky into your hand, and has made you rule over them all. You are the head of gold. After you, another kingdom will arise that is inferior to you, and another third kingdom of bronze which will rule over all the earth. The fourth kingdom will be strong as iron, because iron breaks in pieces and subdues all things, and as iron that crushes all these, it will break in pieces and crush. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, it will be a divided kingdom, but there will be in it of the strength of the iron, because you saw the iron mixed with miry clay. As the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom will be partly strong and partly broken. Whereas you saw the iron mixed with miry clay, they will mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they won't cling to one another even as iron does not mix with clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, nor will its sovereignty be left to another people, but it will break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Because you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will happen hereafter. The dream is certain, and its interpretation sure. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, worshipped Daniel, and commanded that they should offer an offering and sweet odors to him. The king answered to Daniel and said, Of a truth your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel great, and gave him many great gifts, and made him rule over the whole province of Babylon, and to be chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel requested of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel was in the king's gate. Chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was sixty cubits, and its width ten cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces, to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. 
Then the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, peoples, nations, and languages, that whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning fiery furnace the same hour. Therefore at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Therefore at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and brought accusation against the Jews. They answered Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live for ever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man that hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image, and whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not respected you. They don't serve your gods and don't worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered them, Is it on purpose, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't serve my god, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you are ready... Whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you don't worship, you shall be cast the same hour into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. Who is that god that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it happens... Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his appearance was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He commanded certain mighty men who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their pants, their tunics, and their mantles, and their other clothes, and were cast into the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound, into the middle of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste. He spoke and said to his counselors, Didn't we cast three men bound into the middle of the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He answered, Look, I see four men loose, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are unharmed. The appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. He spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the middle of the fire. The local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, that the fire had no power on their bodies. The hair of their head wasn't singed, their pants weren't changed, the smell of fire wasn't even on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and have yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything evil against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god who is able to deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Chapter 4 Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all the peoples, nations, and languages who dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked toward me. How great are his signs! How mighty are his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore, I made a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in, and I told the dream before them. But they didn't make known to me its interpretation. But, at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. I told the dream before him, saying, Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no secret troubles you, tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen, and its interpretation. Thus were the visions of my head on my bed. I saw, and behold, a tree in the middle of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew, and was strong, and its height reached to the sky, and its sight to the end of all the earth. The leaves of it were beautiful, and it had much fruit, and in it was food for all. The animals of the field had shade under it, and the birds of the sky lived in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head on my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from the sky. He cried aloud and said, Cut down the tree and cut off its branches. Shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals get away from under it and the fowls from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of its roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of the sky. Let his portion be with the animals in the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from man's and let an animal's heart be given to him. Then let seven times pass over him. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he will, and sets up over it the lowest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. And you, Belteshazzar, declare the interpretation, because all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was stricken mute for a while, and his thoughts troubled him. The king answered, 
Belteshazzar, don't let the dream or the interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, may the dream be for those who hate you, and its interpretation to your adversaries. The tree that you saw, which grew and was strong, whose height reached to the sky, and its sight to all the earth, whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit plentiful, and in it was food for all under which the animals of the field lived, and on whose branches the birds of the sky had their habitation, it is you, O king, that have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the sky, and your dominion to the end of the earth. Whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from the sky and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it. Nevertheless, leave the stump of its roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of the sky. Let his portion be with the animals of the field until seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and it is the decree of the Most High, which has come on my lord the king, that you shall be driven from men, and your dwelling shall be with the animals of the field. You shall be made to eat grass as oxen, and shall be wet with the dew of the sky, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he will. Whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be sure to you. After that you will have known that the heavens do rule. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you, and break off your sins by righteousness, and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your tranquility. All this came on the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months he was walking in the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke and said, Is this not great Babylon, which I have built for the royal dwelling place, by the might of my power, and for the glory of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, a voice came from the sky, saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. You shall be driven from men, and your dwelling shall be with the animals of the field. You shall be made to eat grass as oxen. Seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he will. This was fulfilled the same hour on Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men, and ate grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of the sky, until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird's claws. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him who lives forever, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he does according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can stop his hand or ask him, What are you doing? At the same time, my understanding returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and brightness returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are truth, and his ways justice, and those who walk in pride he is able to abase. Chapter 5 Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded that the golden and silver vessels which Nebuchadnezzar his father had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, be brought to him. 
that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines, might drink from them. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of God's house, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines, drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of bronze, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In the same hour the fingers of a man's hand came out and wrote near the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. The king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's face was changed in him, and his thoughts troubled him, and the joints of his thighs were loosened, and his knees struck one against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. The king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple, and have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing, and couldn't make known to the king the interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled, and his face changed in him, and his lords were perplexed. The queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house. The queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Don't let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your face be changed. There is a man in your kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of your father light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, your father, yes, the king, your father, made him master of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, because an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting of dreams, showing of dark sentences, and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Judah? I have heard of you that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that light, understanding, and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. But I have heard of you, that you can give interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple, and have a chain of gold around your neck, and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered before the king, Let your gifts be to yourself, and give your reward to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king, and make known to him the interpretation. To you, king, the Most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father the kingdom, and greatness, and glory, and majesty. Because of the greatness that he gave him, all the peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. He killed whom he wanted to, and he kept alive whom he wanted to. He raised up whom he wanted to, and he put down whom he wanted to. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened so that he dealt proudly, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. He was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the animals, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. He was fed with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of the sky, until he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men, and that he sets up over it whomever he will. You, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, but have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives, and your concubines have drunk wine from them. You have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which don't see or hear or know, and you have not glorified the God in whose hand your breath is. 
and whose are all your ways? Then the part of the hand was sent from before him, and this writing was inscribed. This is the writing that was inscribed. Mini, Mini, Tiko, Upharsam. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mini, God has counted your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tiko, you are weighed in the balances and are found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then Belshazzar commanded, and they clothed Daniel with purple, and put a chain of gold about his neck, and made proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. In that night Belshazzar the Chaldean king was slain. Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about sixty-two years old. Chapter 6 It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom one hundred twenty local governors who should be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three presidents, of whom Daniel was one, that these local governors might give account to them, and that the king should suffer no loss. Then this Daniel was distinguished above the presidents and the local governors, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the local governors sought to find occasion against Daniel as touching the kingdom, but they could find no occasion or fault, because he was faithful. There wasn't any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We won't find any occasion against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and local governors assembled together to the king and said this to him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies, and the local governors, the counselors, and the governors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a strong decree that whoever asks a petition of any god or man for thirty days except of you, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which doesn't alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the law and the decree. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. Now his windows were open in his room toward Jerusalem, and he kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before. Then these men assembled together and found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they came near and spoke before the king concerning the king's decree. Haven't you signed a decree that every man who makes a petition to any god or man within thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered, This thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which doesn't alter. Then they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is of the children of the captivity of Judah, doesn't respect you, O king, nor the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was very displeased, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored until the going down of the sun to rescue him. Then these men assembled together to the king, and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no decree nor statute which the king establishes may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace, and passed the night fasting. No musical instruments were brought before him, and his sleep fled from him.
Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. When he came nearer to the den, to Daniel, he cried with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God, whom you serve continually, able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lions' mouths, and they have not hurt me. Because as before him, innocence was found in me, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. Then the king commanded, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions mauled them, and broke all their bones in pieces, before they came to the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages who dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is that which will not be destroyed. His dominion will be even to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Chapter 7 In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head on his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the sky broke out on the great sea. Four great animals came up from the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched until its wings were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet as a man. A man's heart was given to it. Behold, there was another animal, a second, like a bear. It was raised up on one side, and three ribs were in its mouth between its teeth. They said this to it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I saw, and behold, another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The animal also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, there was a fourth animal, awesome and powerful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth, it devoured and broke in pieces, and stamped the residue with its feet. It was different from all the animals that were before it. It had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. I watched until thrones were placed, and one who was ancient of days sat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, and its wheels burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came out from before him. Thousands of thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set. The books were opened. I watched at that time because of the voice of the great words which the horn spoke. I watched even until the animal was slain and its body destroyed, and it was given to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the animals, their dominion was taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, there came with the clouds of the sky one like a son of man, and he came even to the Ancient of Days, 
and they brought him near before him. Dominion was given him, and glory, and a kingdom, that all the peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, and his kingdom that which will not be destroyed. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was grieved within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me, and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great animals, which are four, are four kings, who will arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I desired to know the truth concerning the fourth animal, which was different from all of them, exceedingly terrible, whose teeth were of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and stamped the residue with its feet, and concerning the ten horns which were on its head, and the other horn which came up and before which three fell, even that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things, whose look was more stout than its fellows. I saw in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth animal will be a fourth kingdom on earth, which will be different from all the kingdoms. It will devour the whole earth, and will tread it down and break it in pieces. As for the ten horns, ten kings will arise out of this kingdom, another will arise after them, and he will be different from the former, and he will put down three kings, he will speak words against the Most High, and will wear out the saints of the Most High. He will plan to change the times and the law, and they will be given into his hand until a time and times and half a time. But the judgment will be set, and they will take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it to the end. The kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole sky will be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions will serve and obey him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts much troubled me, and my face was changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Chapter 8 In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, even to me, Daniel, after that which appeared to me at the first. I saw the vision. Now it was so that when I saw, I was in the citadel of Susa, which is in the province of Elam. I saw in the vision, and I was by the river Ulai. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram, which had two horns. The two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, and southward. No animals could stand before him. There wasn't any who could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will, and magnified himself. As I was considering, behold, a male goat came from the west over the surface of the whole earth and didn't touch the ground. The goat had a notable horn between his eyes. He came to the ram that had the two horns, which I saw standing before the river, and ran on him in the fury of his power. I saw him come close to the ram, and he was moved with anger against him and struck the ram and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to stand before him, but he cast him down on the ground and trampled on him. There was no one who could deliver the ram out of his hand. The male goat magnified himself exceedingly. When he was strong, the great horn was broken, and instead of it, there came up four notable horns toward the four winds of the sky. Out of one of them came out a little horn, which grew exceedingly great, toward the south, and toward the east, and toward the glorious land. 
it grew great, even to the army of the sky, and it cast down some of the army and of the stars to the ground, and trampled on them. Yes, it magnified itself even to the prince of the army, and it took away from him the continual burnt offering, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. The army was given over to it together with the continual burnt offering through disobedience. It cast down truth to the ground, and it did its pleasure and prospered. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that certain one who spoke, how long will the vision about the continual burnt offering and the disobedience that makes desolate to give both the sanctuary and the army to be trodden underfoot be? He said to me, To two thousand and three hundred evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be cleansed. When I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. Then, behold, there stood before me something like the appearance of a man. I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, son of man, for the vision belongs to the time of the end. Now, as he was speaking with me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright. He said, Behold, I will make you know what will be in the latter time of the indignation, for it belongs to the appointed time of the end. The ram, which you saw, that had two horns, they are the kings of Media and Persia. The rough male goat is the king of Greece. The great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. As for that which was broken, in the place where four stood up, four kingdoms will stand out of the nation, but not with his power. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have come to the full, a king of fierce face and understanding dark sentences will stand up. His power will be mighty, but not by his own power. He will destroy awesomely and will prosper in what he does. He will destroy the mighty ones and the holy people. Through his policy he will cause deceit to prosper in his hand. He will magnify himself in his heart, and he will destroy many in their security. He will also stand up against the prince of princes, but he will be broken without hand. The vision of the evenings and mornings which has been told is true, but seal up the vision, for it belongs to many days to come. I, Daniel, fainted and was sick for some days. Then I rose up and did the king's business. I wondered at the vision, but no one understood it. Chapter 9 In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the offspring of the Medes, who was king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years about which Yahweh's word came to Jeremiah the prophet for the accomplishing of the desolations of Jerusalem even seventy years, I set my face to the Lord God to seek by prayer and petitions with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to Yahweh my God and made confession and said, O oh Lord, the great and dreadful God who keeps covenant and loving kindness with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and have dealt perversely and have done wickedly and have rebelled even turning aside from your precepts and from your ordinances. We haven't listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and all the people of the land. Lord, righteousness belongs to you. But to us, confusion of face as it is today, to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel who are near, and who are far off, through all the countries where you have driven them, because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against you. 
Lord, to us belongs confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. We haven't obeyed Yahweh our God's voice to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel have transgressed your law, turning aside that they should not obey your voice. Therefore the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us, for we have sinned against him. He has confirmed his words which he spoke against us, and against our judges who judged us, by bringing on us a great evil, for under the whole sky such has not been done as has been done in Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come on us, yet we have not entreated the favor of Yahweh our God, that we should turn from our iniquities, and have discernment in your truth. Therefore Yahweh has watched over the evil, and brought it on us. For Yahweh our God is righteous in all his works which he does, and we have not obeyed his voice. Now, Lord our God, who has brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and have gotten yourself renown as it is today, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. Lord, according to all your righteousness, let your anger and please let your wrath be turned away from your city Jerusalem, your holy mountain. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a reproach to all who are around us. Now therefore, our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his petitions, and cause your face to shine on your sanctuary that is desolate. For the Lord's sake, my God, turn your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations, and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our petitions before you for our righteousness, but for your great mercy's sake. Lord, hear. Lord, forgive. Lord, listen and do. Don't defer for your own sake, my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before Yahweh my God for the holy mountain of my God, Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening offering. He instructed me and talked with me and said, Daniel, I have now come to give you wisdom and understanding. At the beginning of your petitions the commandment went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed on your people and on your holy city to finish disobedience and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most Holy. Know therefore and discern that from the going out of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem to the Anointed One, the Prince, will be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. It will be built again with street and moat, even in troubled times. After the sixty-two weeks, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. The people of the prince will come, will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end will be with a flood, and war will be even to the end. Desolations are determined. He will make a firm covenant with many for one week. In the middle of the week, he will cause the sacrifice and offering to cease. On the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, and even to the full end, and that determined, wrath will be poured out on the desolate. Well, that's our reading for this week. 
I look forward to reading with you again next week.